some young person willing to play those drums well who aches pains uh, leg cramps knees back <laughs> mm. amen oh we 
Our blessed people, that's for sure. You know, we're not blessed because of the things that the Father gives to us. No, that doesn't make us a blessed people. What makes us a blessed people is because out of all the people of the earth, uh, the Most High has chosen us. From the foundations of the world, I can't hear myself, uh, to be his people. I can't, can y'all hear me? I can't hear nothing. Praise God. Um, what a privilege and honor it is to be called by the name of Yahweh. Uh, most people, because of ignorance, and for sure, you know, there's a lot of things that we, uh, over the years, have thought was truth because everybody else did it. And since, you know, the majority does it, it's got to be right, right? Mm. Well, that's how we pretty much lived our lives until we got to the point to learn how to separate ourselves uh, and, you know, just, you know, do what the Bible says. And until a people does what this says, they'll never have any understanding. Because with God, you must first walk in obedience before the doorway of understanding is open unto you. Now, you, you can look out and you can see people can be religious for years. They can do it from cradle to grave. Just, I mean, think about it. Every war has been about religion. People can be religious, I promise you. They can be religious. They can just get what they call so-called saved. And then they can get baptized. And then they spend the rest of their years for 30, 40, 50, 60 years going over the same things that they heard a thousand times before. And they can do that from cradle to grave and never learn. You know, Jesus said, learn of me. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. Here we are again at the beginning of months. Um, of course, I know I've just already done shocked a lot of people's minds. Don't you think it's remarkable that the majority of Americans carry the same book that we have, but yet and still they have no understanding. And, of course, when you look at them as the majority, we look like fools. Because the majority says, but we say that God says. And the majority with God has never been the many, has always been the few. Now, I'm appalled because I'm wondering how in the world can people come up with all this stuff that they have today. And when I read the book, you know, one thing I did learn in public school and I didn't do a good job of learning it either. I mostly learned it on my own afterwards. Is there's a thing called reading and comprehension. And most people today do not understand what they read. Much less comprehend what they're reading. And most people can't even comprehend what someone is saying. Much less understand what someone is saying. Is that not the truth? Yes, Hallelujah. Hallelujah. 
God gave us a law. Chuck, I need for you to do something for me. I need for you to run down there, run down the hill, and there's a, a CD. Give it to Brother Doug. There's a CD on the desk. It doesn't have any writing on it. It's on the left-hand side of where the chair is, okay? It's in MP3 form. Bring it up. Um, I made a statement about the drums and stuff and certain other things. You know, it takes, um, you know the word, let me go this right. You know a word that is lost in every aspect of our lives? You can be seated for a moment. You know a word that is lost in every aspect of our lives? Hmm? That word is discipline. The majority of people don't have a lick of it. And when they meet someone that has it, the first thing they do is they raise up their weak spirit and try to tear it down. So we can make everybody else like a worm. But the reason why God's people know better today because you don't have any discipline. You know what I mean? If I, if I told, or let's just say you, you say to yourself, I'm going to stand in one place for 45 minutes and not move one inch. How many of you will be disciplined enough to do it? I'm talking about just standing like and not move one inch. What you would do, you'll make an excuse. A bug flew around me. Or I had an itch. Anything to break the discipline of what you had already committed yourself to do. And we've used these excuses in our lives, in every aspect, for the very reason why we cannot be a disciplined people. If you set out to do something and something gets in his way, and the first thing you do is bring up the thing that hindered you. We never stick with the path. We never stick with the order of things. We make excuse after excuse after excuse after excuse. And never get any better. The reason why the church is in the shape and the condition it's in right now is because the men did not have any discipline. This old pagan world, if mama ain't happy, nobody ain't happy. To hell with mama. The order of things with God is if, if God ain't happy, then ain't nobody happy. The only way that a family of God can be happy is when the man is disciplined and in his place to lead the family without fear. And that's the reason why the church has succumbed to every pagan religion. That's why we bow down every statue, every altar, do every festival, every other holiday that the pagans and the heathen says, anything that the world can give us to get us off the discipline and the integrity of God, we bit the apple every single time. Then we have the audacity and the nerve to talk about Adam and Eve when none of us in here is even measuring up anywhere close. At least they did walk with God. 
At least they did do that. And we make a big stink about the first sin and stuff, and we've been committing sin ever since. And instead of driving towards holiness and righteousness to wonder why come we're not a complete people yet, we've not yet looked in the mirror and saw that we're lacking in discipline. And the man has been the chief reason why the home has failed. See, when we read in this book today called the Holy Scriptures, if your daughter's a horse, it's because the man didn't do his job. Your son's a whoremonger, it's because the man didn't do his job. The husband, man, did not do his job. You believe lies, is because your father did not do his job. Well, what about mama? If there was a father, you wouldn't have to worry about mama. See, again, distractions to keep us from disciplines, to make excuses. The reason why we can't be the people who we should be. And you know just as well as I do, anytime there's a strong man around, the first thing we do is try to do everything we can to tear him down to make him just like us. One minute we need him, next minute we want to tear him down. That's what they did with Moses. They cried 400 years for God to send a deliverer. And then when they did, when God did send a deliverer, what happened? They doubted every word he said, dug in their heels. Yes, they did too, and despised every step of the way. Because we're not like them, right? I mean, we did, um, we did a lot of work. We had a lot of 9 and 10 o'clock nights this week getting... Um, the tabernacle ready and stuff. And of course, in Don Hall, I said yesterday, I said the only person exempt to not come up and help is Mother Stallings. Because then we had some people to defy that because they're not disciplined. See, we don't like looking at things like that. But it's just the truth. And we hate the truth. We despise the truth. Have that in the computer, Brother Doug, and ready to uh, put in and play it when I ask you to, okay? And so we are the people we are today because we made excuses and we haven't been disciplined. Some of us have been in certain aspects of our life to where excuses is just not going to cut it. For instance, you take people who, who have been to college. They don't sit and hold you by your hand and, and say, now you Exodus. need to come to class. You need it. No, you're left on your own. You, you go, go, hey, live life the way you want to if you're expecting a degree. Just keep doing the way you want. You know, wake up when you want to. Come to class when you want to. Miss five days a month because you don't feel like going and see if you ever graduate because they ain't going to toy around with you. They'll, they'll take your money and then fail you. And then you'll complain that they took your money. And of course, me, I'd ask, well, what did you do? Well, I didn't do nothing. I, okay, I started asking questions. Did you show up? Well, uh, then we start getting to all the reasons why you flunked. 
That's why everybody can't tend cotton. I will tell you this. One thing about people who have been to school, they have exercised discipline for an extended period of time. And their opinion didn't matter. What they personally believed, they, nobody cared. You were told what time to be there, you're going to be there. They're not going to set up and lecture you. You're five minutes late. You're ten minutes late. No, they're going to keep going, carry on with class as usual. They may do that mess in high school, but they're going to continue on class as usual. And then at the end of the semester, when you get flunked, then you're going to want to talk to everybody. The reason why you were done so wrong. Don't this sound like our life in a nutshell? We blame, we're a victim of circumstances of everybody, and we blame everything on everybody. That's the reason why that the scripture says that he that reproveth in the gate is despised. See, y'all looking at the most despised man that y'all know of that, is, that has ever lived. Only for one reason. Because of correction. Because of reproof. Now, the correction is not there to injure you. It's going to hurt your feelings. But I've never seen your feelings bleed. Oh, he hurt my feelings. Well, if you get your soul in the right place with God, you don't have to worry about your feelings being hurt then, would you? Your feelings is hurt because the scripture says, correction is grievous unto them that forsake the way. We're not here today because we want to forsake the way. We're here today because we're some way, somehow by the unction of the Holy Spirit are compelled to live and to do the way. Now believe it or not, God had already outlined this thing before you and I was ever born. He made this thing from the beginning and all we are charged to do is walk herein. But when you don't have discipline, you don't have order, you're going to make an excuse, you're going to take your shortcuts, you're going to do what's right in your own eyes, in your own ways, and you will never get better, and you're going to look up 30, 40, 50 years from now and see you're still the same old sorry thing you were when you first started. It ain't no better. God said we're a peculiar people. Not because of how we look and how we dress. We're peculiar people because we're separated unto the Most High because he himself chose us and we don't despise the blood of the covenant. That's the reason why. That's why this is the most solemn time of the year. Because it's the time of the year where we have an opportunity, we have an opportunity by his good graces and his good mercy to keep him in remembrance. That's why we're here, to show respect. Now, if we do like we have the previous years in our life and not exercise any discipline, we'll come again the next following year, providing the Most High have mercy upon us, and we'll still be the same old sorry piece of crap as we were the year before, making excuses for everything, never getting better at nothing. We're supposed to be ever-increasing 
and growing in the grace and mercy of God. I don't know. You figure out what excuses you've got. I'm sure you've got plenty of them. But I'm sure that somewhere in your life you're making excuses why you can't obey God. Now, Jesus spoke from earth. I'm speaking for earth. And if you can't understand or be under the scrutiny of a mere man that is walking here on the earth just like you, then how are you going to do before the Most High? When there will be and there is no more winking at ignorance anymore. Like the church is taught us, mental sin is not going to do. Walk ye herein. Walk in it. Walk in the light. He is, in, he is the light. So if I was going to use a theme, and I'm not going to use a theme, I'm just going to tell you the word. The word this year should constantly be in your mind is discipline. Discipline. Nobody can do it for you. No amount of talking to, no amount of counseling, no amount of prayer is not going to help you, none of it, to be a more disciplined person. I've had different opportunities to go through many things in my little short-lived life, which, if I did not have any discipline, I would have not made it. Maybe that's the trouble we're having today is that you never had an opportunity to discipline yourself or to be put in a position to be disciplined. But when you're around the people of God, you have an opportunity to be more disciplined in any time of your life. Because this is just not something that carries on for three or four years to graduate. Six, eight months of training and then you're finished, you're done and you get a little bell and whistle and a ribbon. This carries eternal dividends. And this is something that must be continually practiced until the day you die. And that's the problem that God's people have today. They don't have enough discipline. So, when it's all said and done, I'm going to tell you real quick, fast, and hurry how the Most High going to see this. If the family's tore up from the flow up, it's because the man is a piece of crap. And he won't obey God. And if you're not going to obey God, how do you expect the rest of the family to follow along? God put charges on man, and man comes up with all these ideas of how they can hoodwink the charges, get around the charges, usurp the charges, undermine the charges. And then when our family members do the same thing, we act all cross-eyed and wonder why come they're not obeying. Praise the Lord. 
It's just the truth, isn't it? Is it not the truth? Oh, we said we come to hear the word, didn't we? We already heard enough because I'm not even sure if we're able to hear any more to obey it when we're having trouble with the first part. The majority of the world is going to go to a place called hell. Now, the Bible says that, that the Most High created hell for the devil and his angels. He didn't intend that place. He did not intend for any humans to go to that place. But yet and still, humans are going to that by the tune of 2,000 to every 2002. The majority of people choose hell. They say, oh, we don't want to go to hell, but watch and see who you obey. That's what the book says. He created that place for the devil and his angels. Now, there's something about the devil and his angels that humans seem to have the same traits and characteristics. One thing it is is that they are rebellious. And they are stubborn. And they are very obstinate and vindictive towards God. Hmm. I wonder if the humans have any traits like that. So then we deserve to go to the same place. Because we're serving that on earth. We're going to serve him in, in hell too. Because Jesus said you can't serve God and mammon. These words seem to escape us. We have to stop coming to assembly and, and just take it as a place of entertainment. Or something. Oh, it's good to hear, but it's not really not necessary that we live by it. I don't know who told you that lie. But we don't promote that around here. Bishop Banks, many of y'all don't know him, but anyway, he's an old man who probably been preaching 50-something years. He came up and visited us before he passed on. He was in his mid-70s then, very strong. Um, that old man, he'd work with brothers all day long and lead while doing it. And um, he pastored many churches, was an elder in churches, deacon in churches, everything, and he stood up and he got behind the pulpit and he says, this is the last stop before hell. What he was saying, and I'm going to paraphrase his words, was this. He was saying, I've been all over this world. I have been before God's people for over 50-something years. I've seen all the religions. I've seen just about everything, every lie, every truth, what you call preached, all different kinds of ways, dressed up and packaged for you. And it wasn't until I come to a community, and he was living at another community, that I understood what it meant for God's people to be together. And then I also understood this, that there's going to be more people that come to the community that end up in hell than ever stayed. And there's a reason. Because when God took his people out of Egypt, the house of bondage, 
and took them into the wilderness, he took them out there for one reason and one purpose alone. To prove them. How are you doing in this wilderness of sin? You may not think you're being proven, but every single day of your life you're being proven. <coughs> and look how many times we bite of the fruit of lies. And we partake of the fruit of lies just so that in this wilderness of sin we can't obey God. How many excuses you come up with to not be disciplined? And then we use the greatest excuse of all. We look at another human being whose frame is but dust just like ours. And we look at them and we make a decision where if they're not serving God, then I don't need to serve God. That's a fool. If they sin, then I can sin. Now, all you people out there is going to be listening. See, your T.D. Jakes and your little Baptist churches and your Fred Pauks, Fred Casey Price, all the rest of you, Pope Catholics and all that, they're not going to tell you stuff like this because they're only interested in your penance and your money. They don't care about your soul. I mean, church has got the best thing going today. They can keep the lights on, keep the mortgage paid on the church. They shouldn't have one anyway, but they keep the mortgage paid on the church. You know the reason why? Because they give the people a license to sin. What do you mean they give them a license to sin? Just come church, pay an offering, then you go ahead and live the rest. You live your life, and then we don't want to hear nothing else about it. We'll see you again at church. Smile. Smile. Good to see you again. Praise the Lord. Good to see you good in this week. And here you are been overcome, defeated. And been going through every trial and tribulation that this week could muster up. And you still don't have any deliverance. And you're not getting any better. And the people are getting more sicker. The hearts are growing faint. And the people that are drawing out to God, allegedly, are very few. And we wonder why our society is so depraved and perverted. We wonder why we're spiritually bankrupt. I don't know, you tell me the excuses you make for not serving the most high. Don't do you no good to know what everybody else's is. You better know yourself. It's going to take discipline. I mean, I've I got many brothers that have expressed a concern about, you know, wanting to play the drums and alleviate me and stuff, but it, it takes discipline. Oh, oh yeah, I, 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 I tell them to do a few little things. Only reason why I tell them to do a few little things for one reason. To see if they're hard in it. Well, I've done it. No, you did it to your, to your reasonings, to your standard. But you didn't do it according to the teacher's standard. Ah. Let's go back to school. Let's think, go in the think room. If you don't answer the question to the test the way that they tell you, you're not going to pass. How's it that when we get over in God, all of a sudden we're free and at liberty to do whatever we want, provide any answer we want, and think we're going to pass this test? We sure do sell ourselves cheap for sin, don't we? 
We sure do put a cheap price on our soul, don't we? So what does God do? Well, he turns around and raises up a piece of trash just like you. And he puts a piece of trash right in front of you to tell you how much of a piece of trash you are. And then the devil turns around and speaks in your mind, who would he think he is talking to me like this? And of course, if you're a piece of trash, I'm a piece of trash, then what can trash tell trash? Problem is, we don't look at ourselves as pieces of trash. That's the reason why we don't take the garbage out. Because if we knew what type of trash that is in our container, we'd often take the garbage out, would we not? Praise God. Well, what is garbage? I don't know, bitterness? Strife? Envy? Jealousy? Tailbearing? Sloth? Laziness? Evil speakings, surmising, disputings, contentions, divisions. Seem like trash to me. But that's only because I passed a test to receive the knowledge what God says is trash though. If you don't receive it as trash, then you're going to Facilitate an answer that's going to be conducive for you that makes you feel better. You know when the word of God is being spoken because it pricks the heart. Man can't go there, only God can. People talk words every day and yet they do not penetrate like the word of God does. Most people have gotten so tired of the pricking that they decided to harden it. And when your heart is hard, it's no longer pliable. And it can't receive anything. As a matter of fact, things hit it and it bounces right off. There's a point that you get sick and tired of people telling you how bad you are. You wouldn't be that way if you just received this knowledge. Look at yourself the way God look at you. You won't get so. You won't be so tired. Because when he tells you, he also provides a solution. See, we need discipline. In every aspect of our lives. We need it. You know, I wish as I look at Tyler and Chuck and Lydia and Sky and Israel, Caleb, Elias, Maisie, and all the younger ones around here, Vincent. And when I look at it, I said, you know, it sure would have been nice if I had a man to tell me these things when I was young. I could have avoided a whole lot of heartache. Why? Because then I would have had the fear of God. From my youth up. Sold into my heart. 
So if the devil would have come to me any old kind of way, the fear of God would have rose up. God would have did what he promised like he said he would do. He would lift up a standard. And that Holy Spirit would begin to convict me and I could avoid it. A whole lot of trouble. Mother Stalins often says there's no fool like an old fool. And that is the truth. Y'all blessed to hear the words that you have the opportunity to hear at such a young age. Don't allow Satan to tempt you through your own minds or some other human and say, well, we need to go out and live life for ourselves. We need to go sow our wild oaks. We need experience. If I said, no, you don't need any experience with sin. You need to just believe the book. Abhor evil. There's been many people have been told that took that opportunity and never did make it back or never even made it the allotted days of their life. Well, I'll tell a young man cleanse his ways by taking heed to the word of God. So now the younger people are challenged with taking heed to the word of God because they have people who are no more than 15, 20 years older than them and they see how much heed they're taking to it. That's why we can't afford to be a Poor example. Because they will use your weakness as a license to sin. If mama did it, I can do it. Or if mama made a mistake, they would use that as an excuse. Well, so what, mama? You, 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 I mean, so what if I'm pregnant at 15? You got pregnant. It's amazing how they never, ever. Say, Mom, I see you're holy. I see you're praying, Mama. Who are you talking to? Mom, why you live like that? It's amazing how that the spirit of man is not even drawn to that, though, isn't it? Hmm? It's amazing how they, we're not motivated to keep our eyes on those who are living right. For being an example of godliness and holiness. But we sure will put our finger. So what if I smoke a cigarette and mama daddy you did it too. Little hellions. Never once would they say mom or well, father I, I, seen, I seen you clean up yourself. I see you don't do the things that you used to. Why? Well, child, come over here and sit down. Let me tell you why. So I met a man by the name Jesus. Mm -hmm. And those bad things that I used to do, you know, he delivered me from those things. And I'm going to tell you right now, it's best for you to follow Jesus. And to obey him and to go out and get the stripes that I did. 
But see, we don't have too many older people that are wise enough to talk like that, though. Because you understand, children, they're going to pay more attention to your sin. They're going to pay more attention to your hypocritical ways. They're going to pay more attention to your deceivings. Because they were born in sin, shaping iniquity like us all. They already, they already come pre-wired to sin. I mean, all I try to do is help people to be holy. I looked at Sister Carol the other day. I said, well, we did accomplish one thing. She said, what's that? I said, at least our children at the age that they're at now, they're a whole lot more holy than what we were. Did get one thing right. Hmm. Mama's teaching daughters how to whore, deceive and get by. Father's teaching sons how to smoke dope and do crack and shoot up. The principles of life, huh? Now we're in the process of producing a people that's going to have a joyful countenance when they see him at his appearance. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom and to depart from iniquity, evil, wickedness is understanding. So there's not too many people that, especially women today, that looks at another holy woman and, and says, boy, I, man, I sure would, would love to be like that. No, they see Britney Spears. Oh, I sure would love to be like that. They see bouncy. Oh, I sure would love to be like that. Hmm? Jay-Z, J-B, whatever his name is. I, I sure would love to be like that. Peyton Manning. I, 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 I sure would love to be like that. And ain't none of them serving God. They don't look at the holy women of God and say, my God, I, look, look at the way they look. I, I would love to look like that. You know the reason why people don't like looking like that? Because your eyes are evil. Everything that the world offers, we want to be like. Everything that God offers, we despise. You want to know why? Tell you why. Because we're born in sin. Shaping in iniquity. Come here, Sky. Get my youngest daughter up here. 
Do you want to look like these Hollywood people? Don't even know what they look like. Don't even know what they look like. That's pretty good, isn't it? Hmm? Yes, sir. You got good examples around here, though, don't you? Hmm? You want to be holy? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Why? 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 Because you raised in it. See, this little girl right here, what she does, she goes out and, and, and she sees these people all made up, puckered up, siliconed up, tucked up, puffed up, dressed up, and, and her eyes go, what's wrong with them? <laughs> Is that right? Yes, sir. She said, boy, them people look just like that woman Jezebel I read about in the Bible. <laughs> Why? Because he's training up a child in the way that they should go. So when they get old, they won't depart from the faith and go out into the world and be ungodly. Her heroes are Suzanne. Yes, sir. Ruth. Deborah. Look at them looking at me. So there's something wrong with you when you look out there and you go, I, 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 I like that. And you in the house of the Most High? Thank you, sister. Look at us looking. Oh, I just told the truth. I sure did. I sure did. If you don't like that, it's because there's something in you that don't love God. Knows I, I put it a step up. You you go like, I go love. But it is amazing how that our eyes are tuned in to everything is evil and we have a desire for it. Longing for it. Motivation for it. Look at the people of God and despise the days of good things. Well, let me tell you a secret what the prophet Isaiah said about the Most High. God don't see as man see. Man looks on the outward adorning, but God looks on the heart. So what's the greatest woman to ever live according to God? A woman of a meek and quiet spirit. Which in the sight of Yahweh is a great price. So you step outside these gates and woman, every woman is trying to outdo each other looking like whores. Who can wear the tightest pants? Who can get the most silicone planted in their breasts? You got the old people trying to look young and young people trying to look old. The old earth is just going away backwards. The black people, black people trying to be white. White people trying to be black. Black folk want long horse hair. White folks want short nappy hair. Look at them looking at me. Amen. Ain't nobody content at the state that they're in. Because you don't know the communication is it's just a devil in your mind. I kind of like my woolly hair, and I ain't changing nothing about it except keeping it short because I don't want, God said man shouldn't have long hair. Right. 
Now, the day that this is called long, I might as well go bald. Say, ain't nobody content. No, nobody content. We don't look in the mirror and then look in the word, the reflection of the word and say, boy, that's how I want to look. Who that looks good. We see some damn Jezebel of a devil or some, or some, some wicked whore out there, a whore, a whoremonger and stuff, want to be every pimp, jack leg, and dog that there is. But, well, you can't look in. Ooh, boy, I, man, that's what I want to be like. I praise God. Amen. It's truth anyhow. What we don't give you an opportunity to look in the mirror. Get opportunity to see the part of the mirror that you didn't look at all week. Discipline. Discipline. Is what it's going to take. See, a lot of people couldn't, they can start off this way, but they can't continue hearing because it requires too much discipline. Too much discipline. Hmm? Everybody won't be like Mike. Nobody won't be like Jesus. I'll go where he leads me. I'll follow. See, this is the truth. This is good love. You see, if I was a devil, I'm not doing such a good job of being one. Because I will be up here making you feel comfortable in your sin. You know, if you got a little bit of iniquity, I'll make you feel, oh, it, it, everything is all right. I'll come patch on, you know, everything's all right. And I wouldn't give you any words of truth or deliverance. I just try to make you feel comfortable in your misery. But I won't give you any solutions, though, if I was the devil. And since I'm not the devil, since you do get solutions and you don't feel good in iniquity. I mean, if I can't feel good in iniquity, I'd be damned for myself and let you feel good Amen. in it. Amen. And the one thing I'm not going to be is damned. Oh, praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Glory to the King. Hallelujah. Most men are fearful of telling the people of God what they better do. Not, they speak in suggestive terms. As if we all going to get together and we going to do this. No, we all ain't going to get together and we ain't going to do nothing. The example of a godly man is, let me get out front, and this is the way we're going to walk. And then if you with me, then that's, we're going to go the same way. And then God would bring everyone that has the same spirit. And he put them around you, and then they will push you. And then somebody be behind them pushing them, and then we all get on to the kingdom. But today we speak in subjective terms. I don't know if y'all want to do this or not. How about, do y'all want to do this? And because everybody, hmm, let me see. Hmm. Let me 
think about it. I ain't going to let you think about nothing. I know what we're going to get if I let you think about it. The way your disciplines are right now, I know exactly where we're going to be at. And it's amazing what the things we submit to. You know, the world says, okay, the world will give you a job. And they say, okay, I want you here on time. You be here this time. And it's amazing. See, okay, you show up at that job, right? Now, you're finding good as long as you show up when they tell you to. And we do it because that's what mammon requires. And God tells us his truths. Tells us what we need to be doing. And it's still an act of your will, but we don't put too much importance on that, though, do we? But even his world, you defy what they tell you so many times, see what happens. They're going to go find somebody else more worthy, somebody more better, somebody more disciplined. So you see, when a home is in order, God's house would be in order. When a home is in disarray, the house of God is in disarray and therefore will be turned over to our enemies. So there need to be some changes. And it starts with the husbandman. The husbandman with a mind made up, he's going to serve God. See, Tyler, whenever you get married, the, the bottom line is you have to have your mind, nah, you, you, whoever it may be, you sit her down and say, rule number one, whatever God says, that's what we're going to do. Amen. Well, can we talk about? No. Amen. We're not going to talk about that. Amen. It's not open for discussion. Has something to do about what color do you want the cabinets? We can talk about that. But when it comes to the commandments of God, that's not open for discussion. Obedience is required. That's how you establish the house in order from the beginning. They say, hey, if you, you can do this. You can love God because I love my God now. I, man, I love, man, I love the Father now. You can love him like I love him. We'd have a nice life because I've been taught well from my youth up. See, that's what we need. That's what we need. Not all this foolishness. Praise God. Let us stand where we read the commandments of the Most High. Hallelujah. We bless his holy name. The King of Glory. Isn't it beautiful? To be called after his name. We need discipline, brothers and sisters. We need it. 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 Hallelujah. Hope everybody's encouraged. Sorry, folks. I'm not the only one that's required to be disciplined. Need his brother Shane or brother Doug. No, no, no. No. Everybody. Hallelujah. And Yahweh spake all these words, saying, I am the Lord thy God, which have bought thee. 
nor thy daughter, <clears throat> maidservant, nor thy cattle, nor thy stranger that is within thy gates. For in six days the Lord made heaven and earth, the sea, and all that in them is, and rested the seventh day. Wherefore the Lord blessed the Sabbath day and hallowed it. Honor thy father and thy mother, that thy days may be long upon the land which the Lord thy God giveth thee. Thou shalt not kill, thou shalt not commit adultery, thou shalt not steal, thou shalt not bear false witness against thy neighbor, thou shalt not covet thy neighbor's house, thou shalt not covet thy neighbor's wife, nor his manservant, nor his maidservant, nor his ox, nor his ass, nor anything that is thy neighbor's. Heavenly Father, we do thank you for your commandments. We thank you for this beginning of months, this time of the year. We thank you for the Feast of Unleavened Bread and the Passover. Uh, Father, may we be accounted worthy to grow in your grace and mercy another year. Look down upon us and remember our frames that we are but dust and have mercy upon us and see that we're making a concerted effort of improvement every single year to become the vessels of honor that you have called us to be. We bless your name, we give you the glory for all things in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. You may be seated, saints. All right, come on up, brother. All right, hey, another year that Yahweh has brought us to. Now, because of this time of the year and stuff, when I speak, I'm going to be using the name. I'm going to be using, instead of God, Yah. Amen. Of course, a lot of people out there, uh, we want to, what is he saying? What are you talking about? Huh? Praise God. Hallelujah. But his mercy has endured and he has not allowed us to be overcome by our enemies. Our enemies has not defeated us. We're still alive and we're still here. Isn't that beautiful? Amen. So we hope that you're ready um, to hear the word and instruction that you prepared your heart. Hallelujah. His name is worthy to be praised. Amen. All glory and honor belongs to him. It is to him. So we thank our Father for the only begotten Son, Jesus, who paid the price of the penalties of our sins. Amen. And how he has reconciled us back to Yah and his blood, through his blood. We thank him for all the prophets, the wise men that have spoken to each one of us, and how that even way back then he had us in mind to try to reconcile a people and atone for a people way back then, even before the Messiah came upon the scene. He's always had his people in mind. His love is unexplainable. Um, there's not any words in our language. They're all inadequate. As a matter of fact, all um, the languages on the earth are inadequate to try to describe his great love for his people. So once again, we approach a new year, and we have another opportunity to serve Yahweh King. The feast days are not religious holidays. Holidays are festivals that the heathen keep. And they keep them to their son God. And that son is S-U-N, not S-O-N. So that's the deception that these people use in these ages. They use terms and 
and descriptions and words that sound just like the things that you use, but they have really a total different ideal in mind. And the people who have instrumented uh, these institutional lies have deceived the masses of the people because the people will not set themselves aside uh, and apart to study and to prove, to see if all these things um, that they're telling us if they are so or not. Amen. I must be a king because God says it is the honor of kings to search out a matter and I spend much time searching out matters. Amen. Of course, you know, it's small, okay? Because, you know, uh, he said we can be kings and priests unto him. Hmm? But we have to show ourselves approved, brothers and sisters. Amen? Amen? The holy feast days are y'all's appointments. Do you understand that? They're not Israel appointments. They are his appointments. That's good proper order and perspective because, you see, he made these times. These appointed times, these assemblies, in their seasons, for us to remember him. And so he has set aside days, certain amount of time on the order of the calendar for us to come before him. And he has even given us the instructions on how to come. And the reason being is because, as he always has done, he's, he loves fellowship with his people. He loves his people. And he expects for us to keep his appointed times. Amen? Amen. And the only way that people can keep these times, it comes by love and obedience. And that alone. There, there's no other motivation. For doing this. So any believer who loves Yahweh. And desires to serve him. Will not fail. To keep the feast. Amen. They are more important to us. Than life itself. So three times in a year. Yah Has required. For all males to appear before him. And the reason why he says that, he uses it in the authority sense. Exodus 23, verse 14. Three times thou shalt keep a feast unto me in the year. Three times. Y'all hear that? Now, we have what you call 12 months in a year, but yet he requires for us to appear to him three times. Y'all hear that? Deuteronomy 16, verse 16. Three times in a year shall all thy males appear before the Lord thy God in the place which he shall choose. See, the place that he shall choose. Well, how do you know what place it is that he shall choose? It's where his name is. Because where his name is is where his obedience and his love is. Where his name is is where his people is. Am I making any sense? Hallelujah. You don't get to pick and choose the place you want to go to. He picks and chooses and see, and that's what religion has done for us today. It's made us think we're something when we're nothing. They made us think that we can offer up anything to God, and because we feel religious, he's going to accept it. That God is not a fool, brothers and sisters. Amen. He is not a fool. Hallelujah. That's the reason why people travel from near and from far to come here, because this is the place that 
He has chosen. Amen. I'm making any sense. Yes, sir. Hallelujah. Read on. In the Feast of Unleavened Bread, mm -hmm. and in the Feast of Weeks, and in the Feast of Tabernacles, and they shall appear, they shall not appear before the Lord empty. Now here are a few facts that we need to understand. Amen. These are the Feast of Yahweh. They belong to him. They are his and his alone. There's a chance for him to fulfill his desire to meet with his people on his terms and on his grounds. Amen? Amen. They are his feast. I'm going to keep on driving that home. Y'all hear that? They're not your feast. Amen. They're his feast. Y'all is the host and we are the guest. They are not Jewish in any way, shape, fashion, or form. Amen. There were no Jews when these feasts were made for Israel. Zero. How throughout the annuals of time, down through the years, that they told us that these are Jewish feasts? Well, I guess it's just like anything else. They told us Easter. They told us Christmas. They told us Sunday. I, I guess they figured, shoot, we can get them to believe this lie. We can keep on going. They believe everything. Amen. They're not Jewish feasts. They are the feast of Israel. They're the most highest feast Amen. given to Israel. And because of ignorance, We've allowed other people's perspective to distort our view and our concept of God, of Yahweh. Christianity has been one of the most perverted religions that has ever existed at any given time on the face of planet Earth. Amen. And the reason why is, is because they use biblical terms to mask themselves and to insulate themselves in lies. You cannot find one thing about Christianity that is true. I challenge anyone to show me one thing that they teach that is true because I've spent years looking for it. That's why you have to be an Israelite. An Israelite. Since we know now that there was no Jews when y'all created these feasts. Then maybe we have an opportunity and a chance to serve him in the beauty of holiness through obedience. Amen. Now maybe we can really get it in proper order and perspective and do it the way that he says do it. Amen. Hallelujah. 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 You know one acid test that we should all really truly look at. If the world loves it. The truth is, God ain't in it. Amen. That's true. Yeah. Does the world love Christmas? Oh, yeah. Amen. Is that not one of their festival holidays? Yes, sir. Does the world love Easter? Oh, yeah. Amen. Is that not one of their festival holidays? Mm -hmm. Does the world love Sunday? Oh, yeah. Is that not one of festival holidays? Mm -hmm. Then God can't be in it. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. He just cannot be in it. 
the feast of Yahweh was only appointed for one nation on the face of planet earth. This nation come from Father Abraham, through the patriarch Isaac and Jacob, whose name was changed to Israel. Out of him come 12 sons. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Israel is not, and I repeat again, a geographical location on this earth. Israel is the people of God. So we're not talking about the Israel that the United States and the Great Britain created. These feasts were not given to Gentile nations. Meaning Americans, Europeans, Greeks, Romans, Germans, Russians, Italians, French, Etc. 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 How do I do? Fine. Yes. Okay. Amen. They were only given to one people on the whole face of planet Earth. Just one people. Amen. God's chosen people. I don't care how many people want to try to dress it up. The Messiah did not come to die for every man's sins. Amen. He come to save his. People. Isn't that amazing how prejudiced God is? That's pretty discriminatory, isn't it, brother? He, his, what about everybody else? He come to save his people from their sin. That's why when other people would come to him, even when he had his feet here on his earth, he says, not me for me to take. That was meant for the people of God, my people, and to give it to dogs. Do we have any understanding? Yes, sir. Amen. So if everybody was his people, he would have never called that woman a dog. True. Amen. Because we know all that are without the kingdom are dogs. Amen. Sorcerers. Whoremongers. And whosoever love and live a lie. Amen. So they cannot be the people of God. The people of y'all. Is that right? That's right? See, this is good understanding. Yes, sir. So don't let these people try to deceive you and dress it up and, and, and paint it up and try to make you think that Jesus came to save the whole world. No, he did not. Because if he came to save the whole world, as inaccurate as that statement is, then that means Esau would be saved. Amen. And you know just as well as I do, there is no salvation for Esau. If he come to save the whole world, then that means God don't have any enemies. Amen. And we know he has enemies. Right. So shall we be saved from our enemies. Amen. Amen. So we know that Jesus had enemies because they crucified him. That's right. sure did. They hung him on a tree. Mm -hmm. Is that right? That's right. Praise God. Amen. Israel are the people of God. And this is what Moses and the Most High had a conversation about. And this was his interest towards his people. Play it, Brother Doug. The second book of Moses, Exodus, chapter 19. 
In the third month, when the children of Israel were gone forth out of the land of Egypt, the same day came they into the wilderness of Sinai. For they were departed from Rephidim, and were come to the desert of Sinai, and had pitched in the wilderness. And there Israel camped before the mount. And Moses went up unto God, and the Lord called unto him out of the mountain, saying, Thus shalt thou say to the house of Jacob, and tell the children of Israel, Ye have seen what I did unto the Egyptians, and how I bare you on eagles' wings, and brought you unto myself. Now therefore, if ye will obey my voice indeed, and keep my covenant, then ye shall be a peculiar treasure unto me above all people, for all the earth is mine. And ye shall be unto me a kingdom of priests, and an holy nation. These are the words which thou shalt speak unto the children of Israel. And Moses came and called for the elders of the people, and laid before their faces all these words which the Lord commanded them. And all the people answered together and said, All that the Lord hath spoken we will do. And Moses returned the words of the people unto the Lord. And the Lord said unto Moses, Lo, I come unto thee in a thick cloud, that the people may hear when I speak with thee, and believe thee forever. And Moses told the words of the people unto the Lord. And the Lord said unto Moses, Go unto the people, and sanctify them today and tomorrow, and let them wash their clothes, and be ready against the third day. For the third day the Lord will come down in the sight of all the people upon Mount Sinai. And thou shalt set bounds unto the people round about, saying, Take heed to yourselves, that ye go not up into the mount, or touch the border of it. Whosoever toucheth the mount shall be surely put to death. There shall not an hand touch it, but he shall surely be stoned or shot through. Whether it be beast or man, it shall not live. When the trumpet soundeth long, they shall come up to the mount. And Moses went down from the mount unto the people, and sanctified the people, and they washed their clothes. And he said unto the people, Be ready against the third day. Come not at your wives. And it came to pass on the third day in the morning that there were thunders and lightnings and a thick cloud upon the mount, and the voice of the trumpet exceeding loud, so that all the people that was in the camp trembled. ascended as the smoke of a furnace, and the whole mount quaked greatly. And when the voice of the trumpet sounded long, and waxed louder and louder, Moses spake, and God answered him by a voice. And the Lord came down upon Mount Sinai on the top of the mount, and the Lord called Moses up to the top of the mount, and Moses went up. And the Lord said unto Moses, Go down, charge the people, lest they break through unto the Lord to gaze, and many of them perish. And let the priests also, which come near to the Lord, sanctify themselves, lest the Lord break forth upon them. And Moses said unto the Lord, The people cannot come up to Mount Sinai, for thou chargedst us, saying, Set bounds about the mount, and sanctify it. And the Lord said unto him, 
Away, get thee down, and thou shalt come up, thou and Aaron with thee. But let not the priests and the people break through to come up unto the Lord, lest he break forth upon them. So Moses went down unto the people, and spake unto them. And God spake all these words, saying, I am the Lord thy God, which have brought thee out of the land of Egypt, out of the house of bondage. Thou shalt have no other gods before me. Thou shalt not make unto thee any graven image, or any likeness of anything that is in heaven above, or that is in the earth beneath, or that is in the water under the earth. Thou shalt not bow down thyself to them, nor serve them. For I, the Lord thy God, am a jealous God, visiting the iniquity of the fathers upon the children unto the third and fourth generation of them that hate me, and showing mercy unto thousands of them that love me and keep my commandments. Thou shalt not take the name of the Lord thy God in vain, for the Lord will not hold him guiltless that taketh his name in vain. Remember the Sabbath day to keep it holy. Six days shalt thou labor and do all thy work, but the seventh day is the Sabbath of the Lord thy God. In it thou shalt not do any work, thou, nor thy son, nor thy daughter, thy manservant, nor thy maidservant, nor thy cattle, nor thy stranger that is within thy gates. For in six days the Lord made heaven and earth, the sea, and all that in them is, and rested the seventh day. Wherefore the Lord blessed the Sabbath day and hallowed it. Honor thy father and thy mother, that thy days may be long upon the land which the Lord thy God giveth thee. Thou shalt not kill. Thou shalt not commit adultery. Thou shalt not steal. Thou shalt not bear false witness against thy neighbor. Thou shalt not covet thy neighbor's house. Thou shalt not covet thy neighbor's wife, nor his manservant, nor his maidservant, nor his ox, nor his ass, nor anything that is thy neighbor's. And all the people saw the thunderings and the lightnings and the noise of the trumpet and the mountain smoking. And when the people saw it, they removed and stood afar off. And they said unto Moses, Speak thou with us, and we will hear. But let not God speak with us, lest we die. And Moses said unto the people, Fear not, for God has come to prove you and that his fear may be before your faces, that ye sin not. And the people stood afar off, and Moses drew near unto the thick darkness where God was. And the Lord said unto Moses, Thus thou shalt say unto the children of Israel, Ye have seen that I have talked with you from heaven. Ye shall not make with me gods of silver, neither shall ye make unto you gods of gold. An altar of earth thou shalt make unto me, and shalt sacrifice thereon thy burnt offerings, and thy peace offerings, thy sheep, and thine oxen. In all places where I record my name, I will come unto thee, and I will bless thee. And if thou wilt make me an altar of stone, thou shalt not build it of hewn stone. For if thou lift up thy tool upon it, thou hast polluted it. Neither shalt thou go up by steps unto mine altar, that thy nakedness be not discovered thereon. The, the same. Well, those are the words that the Most High spoke to his people. Today we often quote them and we read from them, but that is what he said himself. That's what our people, Israel, heard. They heard him speak the entire covenant to his people. 
course, today people read them as suggestive terms. You know, God's speaking in suggestive. You know, he's just suggesting that, you know, it's good for us if we do these things, but not to me. I don't know how much good it would do if the Most High came down, made a mountain smoke, blew the loud trumpet that we are going to hear again. And he speak himself from heaven. Well, I do know one thing. He's not going to be talking about his covenant no more to a disobedient and gainsaying people. You see, we've had people come before us, and they were our examples. And now we are here today that we don't have to go and live life and experience some of the problems of life that they did. We can learn from their mistakes. And we can learn as we go on. And we can teach our people that are coming behind us so that they don't fall after the same transgressions. So that the fear of God would never, fear of Yahweh would never depart from before their eyes. But because we live in America, the fear of Yahweh has been taught to us by the precepts of men and it has not produced one ounce of the fear of Yah at all. Amen. That's true. So that's why he gave us the instructions through the apostle Saul who is called Paul to come out from among her my people and separate. Be you separate. And Yah's people haven't taken heed to that in the groves that he had wished for them to do. And that's the reason why we have so many heathenistic attitudes, ways, and practices even amongst us today. Because we have not obeyed the voice of the Lord our Yahweh to come out like he said. But a few of us have. And we have learned that this coming out is not moving geographical locations, but it's the complete, the complete annihilation of the way of life and the way of thinking of the natural order of man. And this coming out process is not because you move from one place to another, but is a continual coming out. It's coming out of a mindset. It's coming out of a way of thinking. It's coming out of a lifestyle. It's coming out so we can go in. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Genesis 17. Read on, brother Ed, all the way down to verse 10. And when Abram was ninety years old and nine, the Lord appeared to Abram and said unto him, I am the Almighty God, walk before me and be thou perfect. And I will make my covenant between me and thee and will multiply thee exceedingly. And Abram fell on his face and God talked with him saying, As for me, behold, my covenant is with thee and thou shalt be a father of many nations. That many nations means that later on, see, Abraham didn't know. Abram didn't know that Later on down the line, that there was going to come somebody called Jacob, Jacob, whose name was going to be changed to Israel, and out of him was going to come his loins, 12 men to make up the 12 tribes of Israel. And from those 12 men would be nations, the nations of Israel, where all men would come from, would derive from that was pertaining to Israel. Now, there were other men on the earth at the time, but these were not the people of the Most High. Only those who come from Abraham's loins. And there was also another one that come from his loins called Esau, who ended up making another nation. 
We're sticking with the line of Shem, Abraham, Isaac, Jacob, and the 12 patriarchs or the Israelites. That's who we're talking about today. So when we read this, that's where he was talking about making him our father out of many nations because wherever Abraham's seed is, that's where his people are naturally. Hallelujah. Read on. Neither shall I name any more be called Abram, but thy name shall be called Abraham, for a father of many nations have I made thee. I am going to later on, as the days proceed, hopefully be the Father's will. I'm going to show us how important the name Ham is and how that almost in every aspect of our lives, that name Ham has influence. I'm going to show you what has been hidden from us by a concerted effort. They didn't want you to know. And they have made the name Ham out of something abominable and detestable. I never understood how in the world could you get Ham from swine. I never understood it. But after, because you know the way my mind works, I think a lot. And I'm going, wait a minute. Hmm, ham. Let me look at this thing a little bit. So we have to know the etymology of words. Yes. We didn't know what's been Amen. taken away from us and what's hidden. Mm -hmm. Most people don't know that the Y and the I are interchangeable. Amen. They don't know that. The Y and I are interchangeable. It means the Y and I and the J are interchangeable. Right. So those languages may evolve. Over a period of time, yet and still, in those languages, the same thing is being said. I don't have time to try to convince the ignorance of people's minds and stuff. I'm only here to speak to the Israelites of God. The Israel of God. But this stuff that I'm going to be sharing with you, it is hidden from the so-called, what they call themselves, wise and prudent. But it's revealed unto us, the babes of God. We're going to get a good understanding of his name, Ham, and what has taken place. And we're going to see what they've done. We're going to uncover more of the lies of the Esauites. Can I call them that, brother? Sure. <laughs> Americans and Europeans. We're going to cover all of them. Be the Father's will. We are the people of Yah. Amen. Thank you, Lord. That's why he gives us this stuff. Come on with it. And I will make thee exceedingly fruitful, and I will make nations of thee, and kings shall come out of thee. Mm -hmm. And I will establish my covenant between me and thee, and thy seed after thee in their generations for an everlasting covenant. Read on. To be a God unto me, and to thy seed after thee. Mm -hmm. And I will give unto thee, and to thy seed after thee, the land wherein thou art a stranger, all the land of Canaan, for an everlasting possession, and I will be their God. Mm -hmm. And God said unto Abraham, Thou shalt keep my covenant, therefore, thou and thy seed after thee in their generations. Now, brothers and sisters, we know that, that the people that have gone on before us, our ancestors that we knew, they have not been faithful in keeping the covenant of the Most High. Amen. I can't sit and cry again. I have a little bit more discipline than that. Mm -hmm. I'm not going to cry over the inconsistencies of those who come before me. I'm not even going to cry over mine. I'm going to set up and make excuses of the reason why I can't or we can't do certain things. No, as he sees fit, by his mercy and truth, 
to give me understanding. I'm going to walk in the obedience that he gives me because I'm disciplined. So it would behoove you learn from everything, especially your inadequacies. And become sanctified for the most high sake. You started off, all of us, as a vessel of dishonor. He's transforming us into a vessel of honor. That's why he uses analogies like gold tried in the fire. And you know gold is put under excruciating heat. And there's many impurities that come out of gold in order to bring forth fine gold. Hallelujah. Let me tell you something about real gold. Real gold is pliable. It's soft. It doesn't have hardened metals in it. That's what he wants your heart to be, brothers and sisters. He don't want no 14 carat. He don't want no 24 carat. He wants real gold. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. The gold that he's talking about is the gold that you can see right through called transparency. You know why? Because there's no evil blocking. There's no impurities blocking. There's nothing blocking the holiness that can shine forth through the hearts of his people. Hallelujah. Read on. This is my covenant which ye shall keep between me and you and thy seed after thee. Every man child among you shall be circumcised. Every man child among you shall be what? Circumcised. Circumcised. Circumcision was the blood covenant. The blood covenant. That Yahweh made with his people. He had a covenant. And we saw his blood, the blood of his covenant, in the new covenant. When he shed his own blood. Hallelujah. We had a covenant that we said, okay, we're going to do this. Y'all didn't hear that at the end of the commandments? All that he said we will do. Amen. And from that time we practiced failing it ever since. Amen. That's why, brothers and sisters, I'm not living my life for me. As time goes on, I'm discovering more and more things about me that needs to be dead. Amen. Put away in order to come forth as fine gold. I hope you're discovering something. Yes, sir. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. God made a covenant. The Most High, Almighty Yahweh made a covenant with his people. And it always, all the covenants are required and sealed with blood. Mm-hmm. Ephesians chapter 2 Verse 11, listen to how the apostle spoke to us as a people. Listen. Wherefore, remember that ye being in time past Gentiles in the flesh. Now, we understand the word Gentiles. We understand it. The rest of those people out there who call themselves Christians do not understand this word Gentiles. We understand that the Gentiles is the dispersed Israelites among heathen lands who also spoke dual languages. We understand See, what they did, whoever it was, decided to throw the word Gentiles in there and lump everybody all into the Gentiles and then make a people who hijacked 
the real true nationality and heritage of the Israelites, the people of God, the people of y'all when they are not the people at all. Amen. We understand this. I don't expect the rest of the world to understand this, and I'm not going to spend too much time on it, but we already know. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So even though we were scattered, Israel, in these heathen lands and stuff, we were Gentiles in the flesh when we understand the real true meaning of the Gentiles, the dispersed mm -hmm. Israelites among heathen lands Amen. who are called uncircumcision because we broke the covenant. Is that right? Read on. That by which is called the circumcision in the flesh made by hands. Come on. That at that time ye were without Christ. You remember that? I remember that. Well, I do too. I remember that. Amen. Are we here? Sir. <laughs> I remember that. Mm -hmm. Amen. Read on. Being aliens from the commonwealth of Israel. You know what? If it wasn't for Christ in your heart, are you following me? If it wasn't for the Father giving you his Holy Spirit, you would not even have an opportunity to purge yourself. Amen. It's true. You wouldn't even have an opportunity to clean yourself. You wouldn't. It's the Holy Spirit. The Father dealing with us that gives us an opportunity. See, it is an opportunity to be heated up so the impurities can come out of you. Because what, what happens when the word comes? Don't you get hot? Amen. Ain't he heating you up? Amen. Oh, yeah, you feel it too, don't you? Amen. That's why we often use terms, I feel. Okay, yeah, you feel, right? Amen. Oh, hallelujah. Amen. 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 Read on. And strangers from the covenants of promise. Strangers from the covenants of promise. Remember, we didn't want to walk in them. Because we were taught different ways. See, now we're taught the right way. Now it's the excuse. Amen. Come on. Having no hope and without God in Says, the world. Having no hope and without Yahweh in the world. Didn't have, we didn't have. You understand that? We were in this world and didn't have any hope whatsoever at all. Amen. That's why I tell all you right here. You, you need to make up your mind. I've often said these years past, I'll say it again. You need to be here because you're serving the most high. Not because your mama, your daddy, your sister, or your brother, or your niece, nephew, cousin, aunt, or uncle is here. Because if they fall away, that means you're going to be rooted up too. If you're not here for the right reasons. And your hypocrisy of showing yourself of being a tear. Oh, yes, sir. See, we don't like to associate the words of Jesus. But he tells us, you know, don't root up the tares from among the wheat. Use the word root. Because roots, are, they get down below the surface of the ground. They intertwine. Right. So you, you take up a tear, chance are you going to take the wheat too? And if you take a piece of wheat with the tear, then guess what? Now you both got two people dead. Because the tares going to die. And the tares intertwine with the wheat, and they're going to pull them up, and they're going to die too. That's why the scriptures used in the book of Jude twice dead and plucked up by the root. May God grant you some understanding. Hallelujah. We'll learn something else about the Most High too. Read on. But now in Christ Jesus, ye who sometimes were far off are made nigh by the blood of Christ. We are nigh by the blood of Christ right now. I think that's a privilege and an honor. The covenant is and has always been with Israel. The chosen people of Yah. The new covenant is not with all the people on the face of this earth. Jesus did not come to die for all the people on this earth. 
He came to save his people from their sins. That's the reason why when we read the prophets and the apostles, when we read their writings and stuff, they only talk about the two houses. When the commandments was given, Israel was one house. They broke off into two houses. And they're going to be one house again. Under one king and under one ruler. Amen. You never hear salvation given to any other nation. Other people of nations can be partaker of this benefit. Providing that they're circumcised. They receive the statutes, the laws, and the commandments. Providing. If you don't come that way, then you're not the people of the Most High. You're not the people of Yah. You only hear this book, this history book, talking about the house of Judah and the house of, house of Israel. That is it. Amen. That is all that the covenant consists of. Right. Old and new. Amen. Period. Amen. It's not a covenant to Americans no. or Europeans no. or Africans or Chinese or Japanese or Mexicans. It's not a covenant to nothing but one people and that's it Amen. so you better hope whatever God you serving and I'm going to tell you right now it ain't the right one you better hope it is the right one but I'm going to tell you right now it ain't the right one there's only one most high hear O Israel it didn't say hear Europeans hear American hear Africans it said hear O Israel Amen. Yahweh is one Amen. And that's it Amen. Ain't no such thing as no three gods no. Praise God Praise Yahweh Praise Yah Praise Elohim The covenant according to Jeremiah the prophet. Jeremiah 31, 31 read. Behold, the days come, saith the Lord, that I will make a new covenant with the house of Israel and with the house of Judah. With the house of who? Judah. The house with the blacks? No. House with the whites? No. House with who? Israel and Judah. The house with Americans? No. Great Britain? No. With who? Judah. Israel and Judah. Ethiopians? No. Africans? No. With who? Israel and Judah. Read on. Not according to the covenant that I made with their fathers in the day that I took them by the hand to bring them out of the land of Egypt. Now, did he not do that? He said, with an outstretched hand. Mm -hmm. Did he not? He took them from Egypt, house of bondage. Israel, we're, in, we're still in the house of bondage. We're in captivity right now. Whether you know it or not, we're in captivity. Read on. Which my covenant they break. Although I was a husband unto them, saith the Lord. Read on. But this shall be the covenant that I will make with the house of Israel. With the house of who? Israel. With the house of Israel. Read on. After those days, saith the Lord, I will put my law in their inward parts and write it in their hearts and will be their God and they shall be my people. You know the reason why I said just only Israel right here at this time? Because remember the covenants with Judah and Israel. Because Israel, if you understand Jeroboam and Rehoboam, Israel was the one who went north and departed from the covenant. Israel was the one that the Most High gave the divorce to. He didn't mention Judah right here at this time. He's already talking about the dispersed. 
We just need understanding. Amen. I tell y'all what. When y'all meet a pastor, he said he's going to give us pastors according to his heart, which shall feed you with knowledge and understanding. Y'all let me know so I can listen to them too. Because I want to know who they are. Because I want to hear them. Amen. Read on. And they shall teach no more every man his neighbor and mm -hmm. every man his brother, saying, Know the Lord. Uh -huh. For they shall all know me, from the least of them unto the greatest of them, mm -hmm. saith the Lord. For I will forgive their iniquity. Now what is it that the Father will do with us? What is it? He, he will do what? Forgive our I, I wouldn't be here today if I didn't have forgiveness of iniquity. Amen. Amen. I wouldn't even meet a man that I am today if I didn't have forgiveness of iniquity. Amen. You see, I know that I'm in the process of perfection. I know that. But I will tell you this, is because of the forgiveness of my iniquity. Read on. And I will remember their sin no more. And because he would not remember my sin no more, I'm so thankful. Amen. I'm so grateful. Amen. And it's that love that motivates me to serve him. What is life without him anyway? Hebrews the 8th chapter, starting at verse 6. Read on. But now hath he obtained a more excellent ministry. More excellent ministry. Talking about Christ. Read on. By how much also he is the mediator of a better covenant. Whew, he did a whole lot better than the prophets did, didn't he? Mm -hmm. Come on. Which was established upon better promises. Mm -hmm. For if that first covenant had been faultless. See, this is where these people mess you all up. This is where people just fall off the apple cart. They, were, they just destroy everything. You see, Christianity has said that there's fault with what God has made in his covenant. That's why they're changing everything. That's why you can have statues in your yards and statues in your houses and trinkets and amulets and everything else. That's why you can have statues in your temples of Aphrodite or worship. That's why you can have naked Jesuses, what you call images of Jesuses and, 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 and Marys and praying hands. And, and you can go down to statues and, and call Peter and kiss their concrete toes. Because they have changed. Because they said God covenant wasn't no good. We need to change it to make it better. And they took it upon themselves to change the covenant of the most high. That's true. And have distorted the perspective and real true view. The way that Yah's people should be looking at him Amen. and believing him. But we're going to read on. We're going to find out that there wasn't nothing wrong. Wasn't anything wrong ever. Especially when he had already told us, I am not going to alter, nor am I going to change anything that has gone out of my lips. The Messiah himself said, think not that I come to destroy the law or the prophets. Amen. There's something wrong with the understanding of the people today. That is what's wrong. And so when you read this, we're going to read exactly what he said. He found fault with them, not the covenant. So you hear these lies, we ain't under that law. I understand why you talk like that. Amen. I understand why you act like that and believe like that. And you're right. You're not under this law. You are free from the law. Yeah. Amen. Right. Come on. 
because y'all was not your God anyway. Amen. That's a, amen. So you don't have to worry about it. Go, go do what you got to do. Fill up your cup. Read on. Then should no place have been sought for the second. Mm -hmm. For finding fault with them. Finding fault with who? Them. The them was Israel. Mm -hmm. He found fault with Israel. Read on. He saith, Behold, the days come, saith the Lord, uh -huh. when I will make a new covenant. He's going to make a what covenant? A new covenant. A new covenant. Read on. With the house of Israel and with the house of Whoa, Judah. Whoa, now they come back into play again. Mm -hmm. House of Israel and house of who? Judah. Oh, come on with it. Not according to the covenant that I made with their fathers in the day when I took them by the hand to lead them out of the land of Egypt, mm -hmm. because they continued not in my covenant, mm. and I regarded them not, saith the Lord. He what? Regarded them not. He didn't regard them not. Read on. For this is the covenant that I will make with the house of Israel after those days. What is the covenant he's going to make with the house of Israel after those days? Saith the Lord, I will put my laws in their mind and write them in their hearts. And I will be to them a God, and they shall be to me a people. Woo! I like that. Amen. Now his covenant is in my heart. Amen. It's in my mind. Amen. It's in your heart. Amen. It's in your mind. Amen. This is what compels us to obey him. Regardless of what the world is doing. Amen. Who cares what the world thinks? We don't live our lives subject to fear of bondage because of what people think. I could give a damn about what people think. Amen. What people think don't mean nothing to me. Amen. They my most high. Amen. They're not my y'all. No, they ain't. They have no heaven and they have no hell to put me in. Amen. That means you too. That's right. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Read on. And they shall not teach every man his neighbor and every man his brother, saying, Know the Lord. I don't never have to, I don't have to teach you that. Why? For all shall know me, from the least to the greatest. See? Come on. For I will be merciful to their unrighteousness. Whew. Thank you, Father. Oh. Thank you, Father. Come on. Amen. And their sins and their iniquities will I remember no more. That's why we can have this confidence when we stand before the Most High, when we apply the blood of Jesus. When we discover sin, iniquity, any impurities in us, his blood can wash it, make it white as snow. That's how we know we can have this confidence when we stand before him. He's not going to condemn us for sins that are past. Thank y'all for the blood of this covenant. You may not be able to stand before man and be perfect, but you can stand before y'all and be perfect. Man may judge you unclean, but the Most High said you are clean. How you're clean? Through my word. Read on. In that he saith a new covenant, he hath made the first old. Now that which decayeth and waxeth old is ready to vanish away. See, no longer you need to write them on the tables of stone because now they're written on our hearts. Because them on the stone didn't do the people a bit of good. But when he put them on our hearts, that's where the Holy Spirit bring that convicting power of the Holy Ghost. Amen. 
And the covenant is doing what it was intended to do from the very beginning, which is to prick and convict our hearts. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Hebrews 10, 7. Come on with it. Then said I, lo, I come in the volume of the book it is written of me mm -hmm. to do thy will, O God. Yeah. Above when he said, sacrifice and offering and burnt offerings mm -hmm. and offering for sin thou wouldest not. Yes. Neither hadst thou hadst pleasure therein which are offered by the law. Mm -hmm. Then said he, lo, I come to do thy will, O God. He taketh away the first that he may establish the second. Come on with it. By the which we are sanctified through the offering of the body of Jesus Christ Thank once for all. Y'all for Jesus. Amen. Hallelujah. 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 Read on. And every priest standeth daily ministering and offering oft times the same sacrifices, which can never take away sin. They never, all them bulls, all them bullocks, they never took away sins. They stacked up from year to year. But him being once, offered once, offered once for all, meaning his Israelites, his people. Let me make sure of that. See, that's some people want to try to just jump in it. Thief and robbers. Want to climb up and come another way and, and desensitize and mess up your conscience and make you think you're the people when you, you ain't the people at all. Amen. You don't have the Holy Spirit, you ain't his people. Amen. You don't keep his commandment, especially the test commandment, which is the seven day Sabbath of the Lord our Yahweh. If you don't, uh-uh, uh-uh, you don't, you don't, you don't keep that one. You don't keep that commandment right there. You are not his people. Amen. You're serving that fictitious made up Jesus mm -hmm. that teaches you all the laws are done away with. Amen. Amen. And the reason why they tell you and they mocking you that every day going to be like Sunday because do you know how hot the sun is? <laughs> That's how hot hell going to be. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Read on, brother. But this man, after he had offered one sacrifice for sins forever, sat down on the right hand of God. Sit down on the right hand of Yahweh. What did he do? Read on. From henceforth expecting till his enemies be made his foot. What? You mean to tell me that Jesus has enemies? Oh, yes, sir. No. Oh, yeah. Who are his enemies? Americans, <laughs> Europeans, yeah. Germans, yeah. Russians, yeah. Canadians, yeah. Mexicans. Africans, yes sir, yes ma'am, they are, oh yeah, yes sir, the most high enemies. That means you Brits and Scots and French too. We'll get all of you. You stick around here long enough, you listen long enough, we'll get you all. We were going to get Israel. Yeah. Hallelujah. 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 Read on. For by one offering he hath perfected forever them that are sanctified. Woo! One offering he perfected how, how long? Ever. Forever. Forever. What does that mean? Forever. What does that mean? I'm dumb, man. I don't know nothing, man. What does forever mean? Forever. Forever? Forever. That's all you can give me? I don't understand what forever means. Eternity. Eternity. Everlasting. Eternity. Everlasting. Uh -huh. What does that mean? That means infinite. Infinite? Yeah. What does that mean? 
Forever. <laughs> <laughs> Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Read on. Whereof the Holy Ghost also is a witness to us. Woo, he, see, that's the reason why he gives us his Holy Spirit. Mm -hmm. Because it is a witness to us. Mm -hmm. You know, I was up at the, the banner place yesterday. And I come in and they stayed after work to get all, all the banners done. And Carol, she was saying to me, she said, you sure you want that black up? I said, yeah. And I had in my own mind, I want the black up there in the letters like that. Because I want people to have to really look at it in order to read it. Yeah, not smart. <laughs> and she says, boy, she says, you know what? Whew, I have a migraine headache. I said, how long you had? About two and a half hours. I said, really? I said, yeah. I says, um, how would you like Jesus to get rid of it? Amen. I said, I can lay hands on you and pray for you. And the reason why I can do that is because I'm a son of the most high. This, the heathens, the Christians can't do. She said, really? I said, yeah, you won't need no pills with what I got for you. So she said, okay, here, pray for him. She started doing a little religious thing. And I said, no, nah, you need to look at me. Look at me. I'm not going to hurt you. Lean over the counter. Say, I need to lay my hands on you. Say, don't worry about it. I'm clean. <laughs> and, of course, I said, the wonderful, magnificent, extraordinary words of the Most High. And when I took my hands off, I said, how is the migraine? What migraine? Yeah. Yeah. He says, it's gone. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. I said, don't worry about it. The missionary Baptist can't do this. Yeah. Church of Christ can't do it either. Yeah. Seventh-day Adventists can't do it either. That's why they got hospitals all over the world. <laughs> Only the covenant people of the Most High who have the Holy Spirit can do this. Amen. Because we will clearly tell you it's not us, but it's he that doeth the work. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Come on with it. For after that he had said before, uh -huh. this is the covenant that I will make with them after those days. All right. Lord. I will put my laws into their hearts, and in their minds will I write them. Yeah. And their sins and iniquities will I remember no more. Boy, this keeps coming up, isn't it? You see, this is the covenant agreement. The Father is not going to remember your sins and your iniquities. I tell you what. I, like, I love it when I can stand before you and say, I'm clean. Amen. Amen. What do you mean you're clean? I'm clean all I know up to this point. I, I won't have no sins coming behind me. No iniquity coming behind me. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. I'm rubbing. Allowing the Holy Spirit to heat up. To bring some more dross up so he can 
get that blood out again, dip to wash it off again, get that vessel real clean. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. May not be clean with man, but who care about man? Amen. Amen. Clean with the most high. Amen. Come on with it. Now, where a remission of these is, there is no more offering for Ooh-wee. sin. Isn't that something? Mm-hmm. There's no more what? Remi- offering for sin. Meaning that once Christ had shed his blood, that there's no more building altars. What we need to do is apply what he has given us. Amen. See, Christianity tells you you forgiving your sins for forever one time. No, you ain't either. Hey, mm-hmm. ain't. That's the reason why the, the covenant keeps on reminding us and give us provisions of what to do about sin. Because you're going to have much more stuff coming up out of you oh, yeah. that you don't even know about yeah. yet. Right. Just remember, your covenant people. Don't lose heart and get faint and get wearied. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Ezekiel 36, 22. Come on with it. Therefore say unto the house of Israel, Thus saith the Lord God, mm-hmm. I do not this for your sakes. No, he ain't doing it for, his, for our sakes. Read on. O house of Israel, uh-huh. but for mine holy name's sake. For his what? Holy name. For his holy name's sake. That's the only reason why he's purifying us. Yeah. Because he had made a covenant promise that he was going to have a people. Right. Now mind you, the majority of people don't want to be his people. Even the majority of Israelites don't even want to be his people. But he's got a people that for his name's sake, the reason why he's doing it. Read on. Which ye have profaned among the heathen, whither ye went. See, that's, that's the problem today we're having. We're having Israelites going around profaning themselves amongst the heathen. Why? You look like the heathen, you act like the heathen, you talk like the heathen, you dress like the heathen, you're more comfortable around the heathen, you do everything with the heathen, you think like the heathen, you do everything, you're just a heathen. And we're profaning the name because we're saying, well, we're the Israelites of God. And then the heathen say, you are? Well, we are too. Because you have put no difference. None. You put no difference at all between you and them. And so when all of y'all's sheep is a dirty gray, them old black sheep out there feel comfortable when they sin. Hallelujah. Read on. And I will sanctify my great name. He's going to sanctify. He's going to set apart his great name. His name is in you. And that sanctify means I'm going to set you apart. Read on. Which was profaned among the heathen. Uh Uh-huh. You know all you people who who you thought you was the people of Yah, the most high and stuff. Oh, yeah. He said, okay, I'm going to show you how you are. I'm going to separate you from the people of this world. I'm going to separate you from the heathen. And in that separation, I'm going to cause you to be holy. In that separation, I'm going to sanctify you. I'm going to show you. And whereas my name before was profaned amongst the heathen, now I'm going to make you a gazing stock. Amen. I'm going to let all these people look at you, and they ain't going to, they, go, they can point all the fingers they want now, but they won't be able to lay any sin to your charge. Amen. Read on. Which ye have profaned in the midst of them. Mm-hmm. And the heathen shall know that I am the Lord. Who, who going to know? The heathen. You know how the heathen going to know that he is the most high? You know how the heathen going to know that he's y'all? He's, he's going to know because they're going to see your transformation right before their very eyes. They're going to know that the king lives. They're going to know that he's alive. Amen. Because they're going to hear the testimony out of your mouth. What happened to you? 
What happened to you? And what happened to me? What do you mean what happened to me? You know, the one you call Jesus. It's funny how your Jesus ain't doing nothing for you, but mine doing everything for me. Uh huh. The most high, the father. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Read on. Saith the Lord God, when I shall be sanctified in you before their eyes. In you before their what? Eyes. They remember all your heathenistic practices, all your rites and everything, acting like a bunch of wild banshees and heathens and coyotes and jackals and dogs. Now they're going to look at you and go, what happened to you? So I'm sanctified holy. How you like that? You want to be just like me? No. Well, I'm telling you what, I've got, I can sleep now. I got joy. I got peace. And not only that, I have eternal, everlasting life. And you mean to tell me you don't want to be like me? Well, I understand, but I'll tell you what, more room for me. Amen. Read on. For I will take you from among the heathen. He's going to take us from among what? The heathen. That's what he's doing when he's taking us from, from these heathen Americans. Mm-hmm. He's separating us. Let's separate. Let's escape. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And then, of course, we go, oh, boy, I don't know about separate escape. If I can't separate escape, man, I can't go to picture show no more. If I separate escape, man, I can't go to the mall no more, man. If I separate escape, man, that means I can't, I can't wear my cleavage out where everybody can see it. If I can't separate and escape, man, I can't show my booty off no more, man. I can't show my booty. I can't shake my booty no more. Are you talking about separate? (laughs) No, you can't show your booty no more. Come on with it, brother. Gather you out of all countries. Gather you out of all countries. And we'll bring you into your own land. I'm gonna see. We got a promise. Of going into the promised land. You know, Israel had a promise going to the promised land, right? All we doing is waiting for our deliverer too. Amen. There ain't nothing, nothing new under the sun. We're just waiting on our deliverer. Amen. We're here in bondage right now. And yeah, I mean, we're calling on Yahweh. Come on. Come. 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 Almighty Yahweh. Come. Come, y'all. What do you think Israel was doing? They were praying for a deliverer in him. We're praying, come, Lord Jesus. Come. Why? What are you going to do? He's going to take us out of this, and he's going to bring us into the promised land. But right now, we're in the wilderness of sin. Is Jesus with us? See, when we was in bonds before, he wasn't with us. Now he's with us. Hmm? So we're in the wilderness of sin. And you know what he's doing here? Proving us to see if we are worthy to go to his kingdom. Because can't no sinner, mm-mm, can't anything that defiles, go into that holy kingdom. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Because that city and that kingdom is 
holy. No spots, no wrinkles, no blemishes. No, no none of that is going into that. Yeah. Don't you thank the Father? Don't you thank, thank, thank Yah that He doesn't let you go into His kingdom where you are right now. You'll mess it up. Yeah, you will. You'll mess it up. Amen. It's true. That's why He's taking us from among the banshees, from among the jackals, from among the hyenas. You know, America's a hyenas. <laughs> Everything funny. I was talking in Don Hall today how we put so much worship and energy into laughing. <laughs> so our ass. <laughs> Come to worship. <laughs> Solemn golf clapping. PGA tour looking people. There's something wrong with her. Can't even get a hallelujah the most high now day. Hallelujah. In the assembly. Amen. What's wrong? Devil got your tongue. He who the son said free is free indeed. Amen. Oh, hallelujah. Amen. You remember, he said, Whereas before you are a wild ass olive tree. Pastor, you always seem. You seem like you always calling somebody ass. I ain't calling you no more than what I. Don't let any man think himself above that which is written. Amen. So don't be coming jumping on me about it. That's the most high talking to you like that. Amen. You just don't have sense enough to know it. Because see what you do, you put perfume on and stuff and you think that makes you smell good and clean. Amen. Okay, amen. Read on. Then will I sprinkle clean water upon you. Clean water. I ain't talking about no Roman Catholic holy water either. Thank you. Ain't nothing holy about it. All he did was just went to the municipal water supply and turn on the faucet. <laughs> Come on with it. And ye shall be clean from all your filthiness. From all your filthiness. And from all your idols. And is that not what the Father doing right now? Cleaning us from all our filthiness. I know he's cleaning me from my filthiness. Amen. And you know what? It's not important to me what you're being clean from. It's important to me what I'm being clean from. Amen. Hallelujah. I can rejoice you being clean, but I want to be more clean than you do. That's just the truth. I want to be more spotless than you are. And I am going to be more cleaner than you. You want me, you want me to tell you what? Discipline. Amen. Amen. I don't no sorry excuses. Amen. Discipline. Come on with it. And from all your idols will I cleanse you. From all your idols. Boy, this, this, this land is full of them. Is it not? Is it not right? Mm -hmm. Did you finish that? Yes, sir. All right. Well, what did you read at? That was read verse 3626. I mean, 30, uh, 25, sorry. 3625. Yeah, keep reading a new heart. Okay. A new heart also will I give you. Ha, see? There's no way we could serve the Father with the same old heart we had before conversion. There's no way. That heart wasn't getting convicted. That heart couldn't be reproved for sin. This one can. That one couldn't, but this one can. Read on. And a new spirit will I put within you. Ah, see, you remember that old worldly spirit you had? See, that's, that's what motivates us with the conversion when we get a new 
spirit. Amen. That's called Holy Spirit. Amen. Thank you. Whereas before, our old man was a man, I don't know about giving up this, man. And that new man would go, oh, come on, son. You can do it, daughter. Yes, you can. Why? Because you love me. Amen. Now that I do. Amen. And that new spirit causes that conversion. Read on. And I will take away the stony heart out of your flesh. You know that stony heart threw away God's word? Just threw away y'all's word. Read on. And I will give you a heart of flesh. Ah, make you more pliable, more loving, more kind, more pleasant to be around. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Read on. And I will put my spirit within you. He going to put his spirit within you. Read on. And cause you to walk in my statutes. You're going to say, man, I, I, I want to keep Sabbath. Well, what do you want to do that for? I got something inside of me that it just wants me to obey the most high. Amen. Amen. Read on. And ye shall keep my judgments. You're going to keep my judgments. And do them. Hallelujah. And you're going to do them. Now, what must happen in every home where Israelites are is, and in every part of the land which we dwell, the husband, you're going to have to be the head. That don't mean you take a stick and club people over the top of the head. You need to walk in obedience before anybody else is going to be motivated to see how serious this is. Most people can't do that. And that's true. That's the reason why the homes and the churches ain't no good. Let's look at Jesus over in Luke 4. Luke 14, verse 12. Let's look and see. We're going to finish up on this, and I'm just going to hit a few covenant things. But look at this. Let's look and see uh, what Jesus was interested in. See, the first thing, this is where we make our mistake. When we receive salvation, the first thing we want to do is because we, they're what we call near and dear to our heart. Near and dear to your wicked heart, your unconverted heart. So you can put it in perspective. And see, and, and what we do is we forget about Going and being a witness to the other nations. And y'all going to marvel at the words of Christ. Because he's not interested in the same thing you're interested in. And I know you don't like it, but it says that old stony heart is supposed to be taken away from you. And you're going to find out, even when you have a feast, he don't even want you to call your family. He think different than we do. And the reason why he wants you to call your family, you know why? Because your family is supposed to already yeah. be with you. That's right. That, that's why he ain't got to tell you to call it your family. But if they're not with you, then guess what? They're not your family. Is that so hard to understand? Yes, sir. Luke 14, verse 12. Read on. Watch this. Listen to this. Then said he also to him that bade him, when thou makest a dinner or a supper. Will you make a dinner or a supper? Call, this is what Jesus said. Mm -hmm. Read on. Call not thy friends. Don't call your friends. Nor thy brethren. Don't call your brother. Neither thy kinsmen. No, you, then who you call? I mean, man, you can't call your friends. You don't call your brothers. You don't call your kinsmen. Who else? Nor thy rich neighbors. Not even the rich neighbors? We ain't got none of them. <laughs> Couldn't call none of them anyway. Amen. Isn't that true? Read on. Lest they also bid thee again, and a recompense be made thee. You know what I mean? See, they they want to give you restitution. They want to pay you, and they want to pay you back for your goodness and kindness and all that. He said, oh, don't do that. See, they being called already for the wrong reasons anyway. They're understanding for the wrong reasons. Well, let's see what Jesus said. But when thou makest a feast. When you make a feast. Call the poor. Call the gunters. The maimed. 
The Evanses. The lame. The blind. Look at that. Look at that. Look at, I'm going to do it too. I was thinking about that if I was reading it this day. I said, you know what? We got to make a feast. We got to call Richard Osborne. We got to call Pat and Phil and them. We got to call the people they work with. We got to call all these folks that don't even know God. Make sure we got, make sure we got plenty of wine. Plenty of good wine. Mm-hmm. Very good layout of, of food and all like that, man. Shoot. And how, what are y'all doing, man? We bidding y'all come to the feast. Really? We, yeah, come on down. We got plenty of wine to drink. So, all, uh, man, plenty of food to eat. Hallelujah. Read on. And thou shalt be blessed. And see, that's how you get blessed. In other words, you ain't going to receive no blessing from your friends, from your kinfolks, from your brother. Oh, boy, from your rich neighbors. Ah, never mind. Ah, never. Now, now, it's still, still the truth. Amen. Amen. Call Kelly. Call Kelly over here. Got to keep her away from some of these men. Because these men, they. Call all these other women that, that um, and all these other women that run from me. Because they know I'm going to preach to them. They get, boy, they get, they, first day, they see me coming, they go, you ever see the smile like that? One of them painful smiles. And it's everything going down, it see me going up. Eyes are trying to go up. Eyes going up, mouth going down. Oh, Lord. Call some of them guys, come on, come on over, men. You know how many people we could get to come down here if we just said, we have a wine fest. Oh, man. Hmm? Read on. <laughs> For they cannot recompense thee. See, they ain't going to pay us back. Read on. For thou shalt be recompensed at the resurrection of the just. Whoa! Doing it all because we're going to be paid at the resurrection of the who? The just. I, I'm, gonna, I'm just. I'm going to be paid at the resurrection job. Got called Lydia's Banshees. Banshees. <laughs> See, y'all got eyes got to be sanctified because they're going to come hanging out. They're going to come siliconed up, painted up, dolled up, smelled up. Whew. Everything you've been clean from, how they going to come? Main called a main. Opportunity to heal mm-hmm. in the name of Jesus. Amen. Opportunity. Yeah. Look at that. Yeah. Huh? Christianity ain't going to do nothing like it. Mm. Trying to hijack our place. Amen. Amen. Pesca. Time of year we in. Old covenant, new covenant. Pesca, old covenant. Pesca, new covenant. Nothing has changed. The Pesca lamb. Pesca lamb again. Old covenant, new covenant. Nothing's changed. The flesh of the unleavened bread. The flesh of Christ. Nothing's changed. Bitter herbs. The suffering at Calvary. Whoo, what a taste that left, didn't it? Nothing's changed. The blood of the lamb. The blood of Christ. The sheave of the first fruits. The resurrected Christ. Until the hanging on the tree. 
after his hanging on the tree. Now, oh, wow, I'm on that. Let me tell you the reason why Christianity don't always replace the, uh, the tree with the cross. Because they understood, somebody did a long time ago, all the curses which happen on the people who are cursed from God because they forsaken the covenant of God. It said, cursed is everyone to hang up on a tree. And look, what, look how many people have hung on a tree in this country. I don't care how you hang them, nail them up, hang them up, you're still hanging on a tree. Amen. And they didn't want you to have any remembering that that really meant hanging on a tree, so they replaced a tree with a cross. Because Jesus himself was hung on a tree. That's what the word says. Mm -hmm. And they didn't want to let you know that the natural Israelites were people of color. So they replaced a cross with the tree so your conscience wouldn't think. Look at him. Look, oh boy. Oh boy. See, Pastor Doc come out with all this good stuff, don't he? Come out with all this good. Turn, stop there for a second and go to Galatians 3.13. Come out with all this good stuff. And that's why yesterday, Sister Carol and I was up here at Walmart and I said, look, they got a cross and they got two cartoon figures, one on each side, bound down to it. Now, if that ain't worship of stone, wood, images, there ain't nowhere in the book that Yahweh or Christ teaches us to bow down to a tree or a cross. Amen. Read. Christ hath redeemed us from the curse of the law. He has redeemed us from the curse of the law by what? Being made a curse for us. He was made a curse. Y'all understand that? That means every single curse that we was up under, Christ bore it on his body. Every single curse. He became a curse. Matter of fact, he became so accursed of God that God, the Most High, Yahweh himself, turned his back on him. You know why? Because he could not stand to look at sin. He turned his back on the body of Christ. Read on. For it is written. For it is written. Cursed is everyone that hangeth on a tree. Cursed is everyone that hang on these gold crosses. No. Cursed is everyone that hang on these silver crosses. No. Cursed is everyone that hang on these wooden crosses. No. Cursed is everyone that hang up on what? On a tree. He didn't say just. He didn't say just Christ either, did it? No. It said cursed everyone. 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 Hangeth on a tree. How many? Everyone. That, just Christ. No, everyone. 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 See, ain't no white people hanging from no tree in this country. Oh, look at them looking. Yes, sir. Yes, ma'am. Naked truth. And I'm going to tell you the reason why they're hanging on trees. Because a long time ago, they said, God, to hell with you and your covenant. We're going to do our own things and do our own way. We look at all these heathen nations. We're going to do out to them. And so God said, you, yo, the most high said, you are, huh? Good, I got something for you. What? Captivity. I'm going to have you be taken as slaves. Because you're so hard-headed. So stubborn. Mm -hmm. And then out of that, I'm going to purge the people. D, look at them looking at me. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Look at that. Come here, Misty. I want to show y'all something. Keep telling you, the Israel, the Israel of God, the Israel of the Most High, the Israel of Yah, are colored people. See, she's darkening me. 
Not quite. But she, a woman of color. Somebody said, Pastor Doc, you have lost your mind. Now, you ain't going to convince me of that, man. Something wrong with you. Now, I'm going to show you that this is a woman of color. Show you that God hadn't forgot his people that she foreknew. See, there's a thing, I learned this from Sister Cindy, that people of color do when they get cuts in their flesh. It's called keloid. And what happens is, is that the, the, the skin rolls outward, right? And you get that kind of hump on your skin, right? And I don't know if you was doing something with a mole or something like that. Something. Where is it at? All right. See, that right there, see, that's a hump. That is a keloid. That is conducive of people who have melatonin. Is that right? Melatonin in their Genetic makeup. See, now you people ain't so intelligent after all this. <laughs> that something you so stupid that you don't know nothing, do you? So you fools out there that try to call my brother and everybody else because they have skin lighter than you, Esau, now I know who Esau is. Amen. Because remember, Esau was also a Hebrew. That's right. Amen. Got you now, don't I? They ain't so smart now, are they? Hey, let me see that again, brother. Brother, say, zoom, but you can turn around there. See, that's, that's a keloid. Good enough. See, keloid. Look, huh? Wow. Wow. Keloid. Wow! You stupid idiots. Thank you, Missy. I had people, they'll look at the congregation of the Most High of Israel, and they'll say, man, hey, even if we did have what you would call white people or something like that, if they were strangers and they turned around and received the covenant and the promises, they're just like somebody that was freeborn in the land. Amen. That's the word of the Most High. Amen. So you can take your nasty flesh, your black-ass flesh, whatever it color is and whatever it is and stuff, you can think you sanctified in it all day long, you're going to go to hell. Because flesh and blood is not going to inherit the kingdom of God. I don't care you black, you white, you red, you yellow, you green, you purple, whatever color you want to be, including all this dye and fries and everything else you want to shoot up in yourself. You be running around, next thing you know, people are going to be looking at the color blue. They say, I want to be blue. I want to be a smurf. I'm going to shoot myself up with some blue stuff. You think I'm kidding? I told you people are going to be marrying animals. And they're doing it. He's stupid. Anyway, pray. see, that's why we only talk to the Israel of God. Now, you, the Israel of God, people who you got understanding, I hope that the most high open you understand. I really do. I really do. Because he ain't dealing with the rest of these people out here who think they know something. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Isn't that wonderful? Yes, sir. Amen. We got living examples. Amen. Uh oh. Well, I tell you what, man, your husband finished. We're going to find out he married to a black woman <laughs> who looks white. Now, that is pretty damn stupid to be racist then, isn't it? Amen. <laughs> isn't that stupid? <sighs> Let me get back to Israel because a lot of people can't understand this stuff. You know what I mean. Yes, sir. Read on, brother. No, you ain't have. You ought to read. Galatians 3.13. Did you finish uh, yes, it? Yes, sir. 
Did you finish? Yes, sir. So cursed everyone to hang them on the what? Tree. See, that's the reason why they put the cross before the tree. Yeah. When Christ really hung on the tree. Because that's what the law said. He hung on the tree. That's what Paul said over in Galatians. See, a lot of you folk who claim to be Christian, you didn't even know that. You're too busy making idols out of the crosses and stuff. I told you, if Christ came during our time, they would have gave him a lethal injection and they would have put him in an electric chair and then they would have had an image of a needle and a chair hanging up behind the pulpits. <laughs> they would have had an image of a, a needle and a chair as cartoon characters on the back of these vehicles. Amen. That's true. Man is determined he's going to make something with his own hands and he's going to bow down. Faggot religions and can on, brother. What was that? <laughs> <laughs> people sticking their butt up in there, brother. Oh, boy. Praise God. Amen. Hey, come on. Father said he chose by the foolishness of preaching. Save them that believe. Amen. And to some of you, are you so wise? This is too foolish that the Father could save somebody like us. Amen. Yet still, we can keep his covenant. Amen. Hallelujah. From memorial service, from doing this in remembrance of me. From deliverance and redemption from Pharaoh in Egypt, the house of bondage, to deliverance and redemption from Satan, his world system, and the governments and kingdoms of this world. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We thank the Father, the most high y'all, for all that he's done for Israel, his people, his covenant people. We bless you, most high. For this time of the year to pass over. Hallelujah. It is an honor and a privilege to serve you again another year. May the most high have mercy on your souls. All of us, we bless his holy name. You know what? We often um, sing songs. We're going to sing Psalms 121 real quick, all right? It's the song of David, right? One of the songs. Amen. I will lift up my eyes unto the hills from which cometh my help. My help cometh from the Lord which made heaven and earth. He will not suffer thy foot to be moved. He that keepeth thee will not slumber. Behold, he that keepeth Israel shall neither slumber nor sleep. The Lord is my keeper. The Lord is the shade upon my right hand. The sun shall not smite thee by day, nor the moon by night. The Lord shall preserve thee from all evil. 
He shall preserve thy soul. The Lord shall preserve thy going out and thy coming in. From this time forth and even forevermore from this time forth and even forevermore praise y'all so Randy you people all that getting out there singing them songs cause you want a booty bump I need to learn how to sing some songs Something that's got some substance and some meaning to it. Amen. Praise y'all. Father, we thank you for your words. I truly pray that on this holy Sabbath day that he's saying sink deep down in our heart. Bless Pastor Farrell, the saints there in North Carolina. And Brother Austin, the saints in South Carolina as they prepare to come up to the road. We pray your protection, power, plead the blood of Jesus over them. We bind up Satan and all the demonic spirits to give them a safe trip to the community here, to the place that you have chosen. It's time of the year to Passover, and also we pray for a speedy, safe return home in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. Bless y'all. The king is coming.